Blog Talk Radio. Hey, awesome. What's up? How's it going? Awesome, beautiful, uh, black, brown uh, people. How are you? This is your host, L. Shiloh9 from Twitter, L. Mayotte from Facebook, and Shiloh from Blog Talk Radio. How's everyone doing? Uh, for the sake of time, I don't really have. Um, the opportunity to play catch up and let you guys know how I've been doing. So I've got to jump in this, jump into this topic really, really quick because uh, time is of the essence, and I only have like a short, like 35, 40 minutes to uh, uh, get out the information I want to share with you. But um, uh, to whoever's listening to this show, uh, the reason why I haven't been doing a lot of these very short uh, broadcasts is that. I would very, very much like to um, elevate the Nine Mind Sacred Sisterhood to a sisterhood platform uh, to have some other sister co-hosts. So if there are some females out here, out there that listen to the um, Nine Mind Sacred Sisterhood broadcast and you are interested in doing like a sisterhood roundtable where we can discuss our issues and how to better our situation, uh, how to mentor young black girls so that they can have a future other than stripping, sex working, prostitution, and pole dancing. Uh, Even though I don't have daughters, uh, I feel bad that for such a long time no opportunities have been created for young black girls, especially dark-skinned ones, other than um, being put on drugs, uh, being left on welfare, uh, and uh, being sent into the sex industry uh, to be fetishized and exploited by, um, you know, for um, males' entertainment and enjoyment and pleasure. Uh, They don't get to be wives. They don't get to be uh, competent mothers, and this is because of this endless cycle of American exploitation that somehow our, our black men have been cool with seeing us in that very degrading um, <clears throat> situation and plight. Okay, what I want to address tonight is why black Americans have not advanced. And, um, you know, you know, I'm here to inform, I'm here to enlighten, I'm here to share as well as give my uh, analysis based off personal uh, experience as well as, uh, you know, having a keen observation of black culture, black life, uh, black degeneracy, uh, black pathology, and everything that goes along with being black in America. Uh, a lot of times people are not happy uh, about the things that I share, but um, when you are at the bottom, I, I mean, now that, it, you know, um, the blinders are off and black people have been forced to see their true situation, uh, I think people are more ready to kind of see and hear the truth without, you know, getting all up in their feelings. Um, Oftentimes I've found that when you tell black people the truth, uh, if they're tracing, you know, that American dream and I'm going to be rich and I'm going to be a part of the middle class and, girl, I'm going to apply for me a home and I'm going to get this and I'm on my way to college, um, they really did believe that taking all of those steps we're going to take them out of the poverty class, which most of us are in, into a class where they could toot up their nose at those of us still left in poverty and be part of the bourgeoisie class. Um, and a lot of times blacks only want to get out of poverty 
so that they can show a disdain for those who are still in it. And that's part of the reason why we haven't advanced, is that when we do start doing better, we turn around and do better only to have vitriol and a diss for those who are still at the bottom. And we don't seek to bring each other up. We tend to brag about what we got and what they ain't got and see ourselves now above um, our brothers and sisters who uh, are still left in poverty and are just scraping and getting by the best way they can. And um, that's not the attitude to have. So, you know, that's why uh, blacks are kind of revisiting the era of Jim Crow, you know, the same um, oppression and, and segregation that their ancestors faced because obviously there were some lessons that we did not learn even though we are in 2018, uh, all the technology that we have, um, all the advancements, all the prosperity, all of the new people who have come to America, black Americans are are doing worse today than we were back in the 1950s. You know, blacks are actually doing worse. And uh, if you listen to people like Yvette Carnell and uh, Antonio Moore and uh, I'm sure there are some others who who will tell you that, um, you know, black people's ideal of wealth and how to gain wealth has been totally, you know, we have just been misinformed. And uh, I call it uh, this, this, this type of mis, misin, uh, misinformation that we suffer from, plantation programming. So let me get into uh, what I have uh, pinned here in the uh, the show topic about the plantation programming, why black Americans have not advanced. Greetings, nine minds, sacred sisterhood, peace, protection, prosperity, and most of all, wisdom upon we all and those we love. The question being presented is why black Americans, descendants of antebellum plantation slavery, have failed to advance collectively in the most prosperous, technologically advanced, and once military superpower of the world. Although there are several answers I will give my listeners the answers that most black Americans will never give you if you ask them. And the reason why my um the reason why I give my opinions is because all my life I have always uh <laughs> given the opposite answer of what most black people uh offer when you ask them a, a question about anything. You you can ask them a question about race, religion, uh, work, income, finances, relationship, and my answers have always been different. I have never agreed with other blacks when it comes to anything, you know. So that's why uh, people tend to listen to me because I, you know, I don't normally um, uh, share the same views of those who share my skin color, and uh, which is why I felt the need to create Uh, the Nine Minds Sacred Sisterhood uh, broadcast because I felt like um, not only should black women begin to tell our own stories, but I felt like I needed to tell my own story. You know, I realized that as an orphan, if I were to die or disappear, if my story was left to be told by uh, the black people who knew me, uh, my own family members, uh, my own children, uh, lovers, friends, or whatever, uh, I can tell you uh, without question that they would not paint a picture of me that I would agree with. 
you know, uh, being that, like I said, I don't think like your average black person. Uh, I definitely don't think like your average black female. So, of course, their opinion of me, you know, being that they have a herd sheeple mentality, when you are not part of that herd, when you are not a black sheeple, then you are seen as strange. You are also seen as kind of disgusting and something to be shunned and not paid attention to. Um, And that's kind of how the black sheeple masses are. If you are not one of them being led to the slaughter, (laughs) if you're not in that, 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 that big line, to be led to the slaughter, the sheeple slaughter, because they're like, man, look, look at, look at all of us. We're going to the same place. We're headed in the same direction. What's wrong with you? I said because the direction you're going to, it's a slaughterhouse. Oh, we don't see no slaughterhouse. No, that's because you way at the back of the line. Go talk to the sheep that's at the front of the line. They see the slaughterhouse. They also smell it. But because you're so way back in the line, you don't see it. That That's black people. So because they can't see the slaughterhouse and smell it because they're so far back in the line, I'm not. I'm standing to the side refusing to get in the line at all, and they're calling me crazy. They're calling me weird. They're calling me, she's a problem. She's troublemaker have gotten that all my life, okay? All right, so that's why I had to create this show to express myself and tell my own story because there was none, and I mean none, on planet Earth that was going to tell my story for me and tell it correctly. Nobody but me could do it. All right, let's keep it moving. All right, back to where where did I leave off? Uh, okay, okay, so I will give my listeners the answer that most black Americans will not give you if you ask them. That, that's what I'm known to do. I'll give you the answer you least expect and the answer you least want to hear. Okay, many will say racism or white supremacy, LOLs. Others will say education, and others still will say poverty or a lack of unity. And although I do, and and to reiterate, the question is why black Americans have not advanced, okay? And although I do agree that all mention do play their part, the real reason why black Americans have not advanced is, be, is because of how we think and view ourselves in America. So what is our problem? Our problem is our minds. And what does your mind control? Your mind control how you think. That's why my show is called Nine Mind Sacred Sisters. Because without a nine mind and without a sacred mind, then there really is no sisterhood. See, black women, we have no sisterhood, okay? And that's why black females are able to be, uh, to be exploited uh, because there is no sisterhood. Now, I don't even expect to see one. Uh, a, a healthy one in my lifetime. I, I really don't expect to see one. I, I would love to. It would be a good thing, but um, the damage is just so, so uh, extensive when it comes to our race and our people that I don't, uh, I don't expect to see 
uh, a sisterhood coming from black American women at all. If there is a sisterhood, it will probably be from immigrant uh, women of color uh, who don't call themselves black, even though they are. It will probably be sisterhoods from those women unless they come over here and adopt the same uh, uh, very exploitive culture that uh, ruined us because we did not come out of slavery ruined. Uh, um, we became ruined over time having adopted certain things that we shouldn't adopt, you know. So, um, yes, it's our thinking. Um, say how we, uh, it's, uh, it's because of how we think and view ourselves in America. I call how most black Americans think plantation programming. Now, many of we are unaware of it because other blacks we interact and engage, engage with express the same programming, so we tend to think it's normal and natural and thus have no mental measuring barometer within our own race or culture to define what should be normal as opposed to what should be abnormal. As such, the abnormal becomes the normal in the imbalanced black mind thus causing we to repeat the errors of our foremothers and forefathers who themselves did not um, take the time as freed slaves to codify or create a handbook or a manifesto for freed slaves still living under constant racial oppression from hordes of white usurpers. Because this was not done, ex-slaves simply relied upon the religion taught them as the only rules of conduct and behavior for themselves and their progeny to follow, okay? Uh, try to read that a couple of times because, you know, uh, uh, you know, you really got to unpack that. You really have to unpack that because to understand why black people in 2018 act the way we do, you need to understand the history of slavery associated with our ancestry, how we was so-called set free, but we weren't given the tools to really express freedom because we were not given land, we were not given education, we were not, you know, assigned any type of crafts or, you know, what type of jobs would we be fulfilling as these new free black men and women, these things just weren't done. So uh, there really was no free. But what black people accept was this quasi-unfreedom, and they tried to make the best of it. And, you know, without land, without education, and without holding what government that was in place uh, to give you what you needed to be a whole and complete people. Um, obviously, our ancestors back then did not hold the government in place at that time accountable for really uh, making black enslaved people whole, completely whole, and that was prob and, and that was our problem then, and that is our problem now. Black people have never been made whole from slavery. We have never been made whole and we have never addressed not being made whole and that's what has confused me. Why black people who call themselves educated have not addressed never having been made whole by this government. 
I don't understand it. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me, okay? It makes no sense to me, which is why I had to take the task upon myself to study the Negro. The Negro, the the, the nigger, the coon, the bedwinch, the mammy, uh, the sambo, the samet, the coon and the coonette, the bougie and the and all of them. You know, I had to study everybody because things just didn't make sense. And I'm like, these people are educated, but you have not put redress on the table to make black people whole. Nobody put redress of making black people whole ever on the table. And it's like generation after generation has gone by and nobody has addressed it. Everybody wants to say, well, black people no more need more education. So niggas ran off and got more education and you still poor and don't own nothing. Black people tell me, well, y'all don't know how to dress. You need to learn how to dress better. We went off and started dressing better and we're still in the same condition. Well, you know, it's that nappy hair, y'all. So we cut off the afros, we stopped wearing our natural hair, we went and got weaves and perms and everything else, and we're still in the same condition. What we needed was redress. What we needed was to be made whole from our mistreatment uh, during two, three, however many uh, decades or uh, um, um, uh, centuries of slavery. That is what we needed. We needed redress. We needed reparations to be made whole. Nobody black, nobody educated brought it up when we were a collective. Now, we're not a collective in 2018. Black people are not unified. We are not a collective. We are divided. Everybody has their own opinion about what's wrong with black people, disunified on a level that just was wouldn't wasn't even imaginable back in 1950s and 1960s but even when we were a uh, uh, a collective back then nobody um um brought up redress and the reason why is that the people in charge back then was the priesthood the elite blacks of the 1900s the early 1900s would be the church, your pastors. Those would be your black elite, your pastors, your school teachers, doctors, and nurses. And they did not ask for redress because they, I'm I'm, 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 going to reveal this, I'm going to reveal this to black people because I need y'all to see the flaw in us. And why? Even though we have a lot of, accomplished, educated black professionals, why we are still in the condition that we're in. These educated black professionals enjoyed being the small, talented elite. They didn't want all black people to be on their level. Do I need to repeat that? The black elite, the black professional, the black educated was considered the bourgeoisie, and they enjoyed having a privileged status and lifestyle that other blacks did not have. And back then, they did not feel like bringing other black people up was beneficial to them. 
they was like, no, we want to keep this little privileged class amongst us small group of elitist blacks while the masses of blacks suffer and stay poor, which makes them more what? More able to be ex not only by white people, the Aryan, the Lunarian people, but also by us. We want to exploit poor black people too. So this is really why black Americans have not advanced. The black elite amongst you have been in agreement with the white elite of keeping most of us uneducated, poor, so that we can be and remain able to be exploited while they get rich and keep the wealth within their small little clique. Okay? And then what they gave the poor blacks, instead of redress and reparations, what the black elite, along with the white elite, decided to do was we will give the poor niggers, the poor niggers who we are exploiting, we'll give them entertainment, and we will push and we will sell to them uplifting our entertainment coons who we control. These are the coons we will be controlling, but we'll push them toward the poor black masses that we're exploiting like they are their gods, like these are the people who are going to make you feel like, you know, you're not still at the bottom. So they sold to black people that instead of getting our problems addressed through black elected officials, that instead we should rely off the black preacher who is the number one coon traitor that has always been the betrayer of black advancement, the black preacher. He has always worked with the Aryan elite against the black masses. He has never been the friend of poor black descendants of slaves. Understand that is a fact. And I know a lot of y'all, well, my daddy was a preacher and my, you know, we came from a family. Listen, that's, that's a problem. When everybody can be a preacher, who needs to listen to who? So you see over in Europe, they don't play that everybody can be a preacher. They have two large church governing bodies. They have the Church of England, and they've got the Church of Rome, and that's it. All the white slaves over there answer to those two governing bodies. That, that, that's it. You ain't going to go over there and find a church on every corner. Every man is a preacher with his own church. That's confusion. But the fact that they let you Negroes have it, and the only reason why they let the, you Negro, us Negroes have it is because every preacher, Coon, was what? He was going to be controlled by what? The Aryan elite. See, he's put in front of you like you like he's answering to his congregation when really he is not. So, you know, uh, for you people who come from, oh, I'm a, 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 a 
a POG with uh, a PK, a preacher's kid. I'm sorry, your 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 fathers, your grandfathers, they were coons. Okay, coons put in place to control the black communities. So Mr. White Master know what's going on. Sorry, just just you know, just deal with that. Just you know, just just accept that. And for those of you who are preacher's kids today, every preacher is a coon. That don't mean he don't love his family, but he is almost like a Benedict or He's a double agent. He's a double spy. And he is not in place to help black people get out of poverty. And if he ain't bringing up reparations and redress, then every black preacher is a coon. I don't care if he's your uncle, he's your daddy, he's your best friend, he's your nephew, he is a coon. Now, we know that this is the number one way that blacks have found to make money because white people won't give them no reparations. So, yes, the church has become a large source of money for black people who are really shut out of white wealth. But just think about it. The money they're making is off other poor black people. Once again, you shouldn't be trying to make money and build wealth off of poor, destitute, destitute other black people. You need to go to the white people who've been stealing from you your whole entire life and make them pay up. Black men creating a source of income from the, uh, for themselves, robbing black women of their few little coins, because I told y'all the black woman is the most underpaid female in America. She makes, she makes less than a black man. So when you have the richest man in America who are your preachers getting and obtaining most of their wealth off the backs of black women who are the poorest class in America, is it any wonder Black people have no wealth in 2018. Okay? Let me continue. So what they did not, uh, they didn't take the time as freed slaves to codify or create a handbook for freed slaves still living under constant racial oppression from hordes of white usurpers. So while black people are here trying to build themselves from antebellum slavery, the white uh, uh, elite Aryans are bringing in hordes of white indentured servants, white slaves to come over here and and uh, run us off our lands, compete with us from jobs that first only slaves were doing. Because, see, every time you bring in a flood of new immigrants, those immigrants are going to now fight and compete for, with jobs that once slaves or uh, 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 free slaves were doing and being relied upon. But now that they have a new crop of slaves, they are going to what? Usurp you, take your jobs, and that's going to leave you what? Once again, black men are being shut out of viable long-term employment so what does the black man now fall back on? Hustling. Who does he hustle? He only has one group to hustle, and that's other poor black people. This is why we haven't advanced, 
because every black man's hustle has been nothing but hustling other poor black people. He don't ever go hustle the people who got the money. He ain't hustling the Aryans. He ain't hustling the Zionists, the fake Jews who are really Germans. Ain't, ain't no such thing as a Jew. German Khazars, okay? But he ain't hustling the people who got the big, long bucks. He's hustling other poor black people, which is why black people have nothing. Because every time they lock black men, every time they lock black men out of work, the black man's fallback is now I got to go hustle the next man out of what little he got or the next woman out of what little they got. And if he go to the white man, of course, the white man going to give him a job, but he going to make him work for pennies. Because he was like, well, you know, I'll give you the job, but, you know, I got this white man over here that wants a job. And, and so what does the black man say? Oh, what's up, please? I just need a job so bad. I, I take whatever you pay me. Okay, well, that's just what the white man want to hear. Oh, you take whatever I pay you? Well, then I'm going to pay you pennies. I ain't got to pay the white man pennies. This white slave. He's not willing to work for pennies, but the black man is so desperate for work that if he works for the white man or the 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 Khazar, he has to work for pennies because there has been nothing set up for him. There's been no infrastructure set up for him where he can own and control his own business that white people uh, are going to come and patronize. He can only set up... He can only set up a business where he has to only make his living off of other very, very poor black people. And, of course, his prices have to remain low because there's only so much they are going to be able to pay for his services. Okay? So um, let's uh, get back to. So, you know, they didn't create... um, because this was not done, okay, uh, let me find, as such, the abnormal becomes a normal and the imbalanced black mind that's causing we to repeat the errors of our foremothers, foremothers and forefathers who themselves did not take the time as freed slaves to codify or create a handbook for freed slaves still living under constant racial oppression from hordes of white usurpers. Because this was not done, ex-slaves simply relied upon the religion taught them as the only rules of conduct and behavior for themselves and their progeny to follow. Now, I have mentioned in other broadcasts that religion is only useful if you have a solid, cohesive community built off shared values and principles first, okay? See, people want to know why black people are not winning, why we are not advancing, even though we're the most church-goingest, Bible-believing, religious people in America. We have the worst conduct, the worst behavior, the worst uh, moral values, and that's because religion is not culture. Religion is not your culture, okay? Religion is only when you have a cohesive culture, Then you add religion simply to maintain what y'all have already agreed that you will follow as a group or as a congregation. 
See, now I have mentioned in other broadcasts that religion is only useful if you have a solid, cohesive community. Community and culture is one and the same. You cannot maintain a community without culture. So when you ride into black neighborhoods and you see the shambled community, it is simply because you are looking at a race of people who have not codified a culture for themselves. They're like little lost black sheep. They have not codified a culture. The elders or older people in the community have not taken the time to come together and say, listen, we are lacking a cohesive culture so that we can build a community. This is the job of the elders in the community to do this, not the children, not the single mothers. The elders are supposed to come together and create the community and then pass on the rules that will be handed down in that community to everyone uh, living in there. And this example has to be set on a daily basis. And blacks have not done that. Uh, built our shared values and principles first. Religion without this as its foundation is like a dog who has never known a leash. Now, most of us are um, dog owners or had dogs, and if you get a dog and if you don't leash it and you just allow it to just be free and go when it pleases, leave when it pleases, come back, then that dog, you know, you might as well not even say you're the owner of it because in order to teach it uh, discipline and what you need it to do, and to instill your will in that dog, you're going to have to put it on a leash and you're going to have to train it. And you're going to have to repeat it and repeat it until it gains understanding of you and what you want. Well, people are the same way. Black people have refused to do this. We move amongst each other. We don't talk to each other. We're afraid to talk to each other. Don't say nothing to me. Don't say nothing to my kids. But then as soon as the police shoot one of us, we all want to come knock on each other's door, and you want me to feel your pain and this and that. But listen, come on now. This is why black people, we have such self-hatred. We don't have community. We don't want community. And like I say, it is the elders of of the community's job to get amongst the young people and let them know we are going to build a community, but everybody has to be on code. And code means, is all code means is we all have to follow the same rules. But you can't follow the same rules if you don't even know what the rules are. Now, we tend to let churches, our churches make up the rules. Uh Uh-uh. A church should not be where uh, set the foundation of a community's code of behavior and conduct. The community and a council of elders or a governing body. Now, the church is your meeting place where you come together and you solidify your unity by ritual. That's basically what church is for. You already have a community, but to keep the community cohesive, you go to church and you engage in a weekly ritual to solidify what you want your community to respect and represent. That is what 
uh, religion is for. And when you have a religion, there you can't have 5, 10, 12 churches in one community. There must be one church, one law, one governing body, one, one set of rules that everybody follows. You can't have uh, 10 black men with 10 black churches and all of them making up their own rules. Well, my house going to do this, and my house going to do this, and I'm Baptist, and I'm Methodist, and I'm Kojic. That's why niggas are confused. Everything y'all do is confusing. And now blacks are insane. And you're insane, you're broke, you're retarded, your children are retarded, and the whole world knows it. And now the black man has no use. Why? Because he allowed he what he what he defaulted his role as a man. See, the black man was supposed to be the patriarchal head, but somewhere down the line, black men defaulted their role as men. And before you can be a man over a house, you need to be a man over a community. See, black men want to run a black woman's house where she paying her own rent. Well, first of all, you can't come run my house where I pay my rent. That's not going to happen. Now, I know you can find a simple black female who will allow you to do it, but where I pay rent, I run the show. So black men, that's where you defaulted your responsibility. You let the state, white daddy, run your women. You let the state, white daddy, give your women a place to stay. But then you wanted to know, and you came in there and slept with her and pumped her full of babies and said, listen, bitch, you need to do what I say. How she going to do what you say when you don't pay the rent? You didn't give her a roof over her head? Them food stamps, how her and her kids was eating didn't come out your pocket. No woman respects a man when all of her uh, necessities and resources are coming from someone other than you. And you think, well, just because I came in there and impregnated her, impregnated her, and that baby in her belly is mine, yeah, yours biologically, but spiritually you're not the head. See, until black men take back their roles of men of their communities, all I can say is black men, uh, the world sees you as useless, and that's why they don't mind purging you out of existence. All of these murders are just a ritual of purging what they, can t- what they see is a useless male. Black men are not men anymore, they're males, and most of them have no use. So guess what? The real men, they get to, you know, have a little target practice with them. And black women, you have accepted your black males being useless. You have uh, you have cape for them being useless by doing too much by raising them to be too weak, by uh, just, just you know, uh, uh, allowing them to have liberties that they haven't earned, letting them eat without working, letting them lay up and they haven't contributed, 
letting them get by off. Oh, girl, he's so fine. Oh, girl, look at his car. I'm going to move him in. Girl, you see his car? Oh, girl, look at his clothes. Oh, girl, look at his shoes. See, these are the standards of what qualify a man to get between your legs. This, this is the logic of a very simple, uneducated female. She allows a male to have the duties and privileges of a man, and he hasn't proved himself to be a man at all, not to you. Now, he proves himself at Massa's job, but when he comes see you, he hasn't proven himself at all. But black females have allowed this. And this is the plantation programming that I am talking about. This uh, uh, this generational pattern of inappropriate behavior. Now, I hope the new uh, immigrants over here listen to my show. Shout out to all of uh, the people from other countries that listen to the Nine Mind Sacred Sisterhood show. Uh, don't come to America and uh, get turned out and play the way black Americans have. Because trust me, what they did to us, they got it planned for the Mexican. They have the same thing planned for especially if you're deeply man- uh, melanated because you are the threat. So whether you're Mexican, Haitian, uh, Jamaican, African, if you're deeply melanated, they're going to bring you over here and turn you out the same way they turned out. They're going to offer you welfare. They're going to let you have a bunch of babies. They're going to act, uh, allow you to set up business. they got to get you comfortable. Just like they, you know, when they freed us, they got us comfortable. They gave us a little aid, a little help. They let us have a bunch of, bunch of babies. And we was thought, ooh, white people like us. Man, they taking care of us. They looking out for us. Listen, these people don't like you. If you got black skin, you are a threat, which is why black people should learn to get along and we should begin to help each other, ask each other questions, because black Americans, there's no more, there's nobody more qualified to tell you what white people are up to than black Americans. So you immigrants coming over here, don't be afraid to talk to black Americans that got some damn sense like myself. Now, there's a bunch of us, we ain't got sense. We're walking around looking like zombies. Uh, I wouldn't advise you to speak to them, but those who still got some sense like myself, you are free to call on me anytime, and I will share my abundant well of knowledge with you. Okay? Thank you so much. Uh, what are some of the tags that I put in here? Arrested development, slavery, inappropriate behavior, governing council. Black people, your communities should have governing councils. And there should be no church without a governing council. If um, you have a black community within a 100-mile radius, this radius, if you do have a church, all black people need is one church. A 100-mile radius, all, all black people should go to the same church if you live in a 100-mile radius of one another. All, you are actually depleting your resources um, you know, paying the mortgages on all of these corner churches. 
That's another way that uh, the uh, uh, Aryan society is getting over on black people. Um, you're paying for these churches. You're trying to pay for your home. You're paying the mortgage on your home, the mortgage on the church. The church, every time you turn around, got a building fund and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, only certain people can come to your church instead of all of the kids in the neighborhood when instead of having a church, you should have put up a recreational center for all the children in the neighborhood. And you adults take your ass there and oversee them. See, a 24-hour a, a, a or a 12-hour rec center is better and way more beneficial in a black neighborhood than a church ever would be. Because now when mommy and daddy get off their plantation job, you got to take your ass in there and oversee the children of the community like we supposed to be doing anyway. And then it gives us a reason to meet each other, be around each other, and work together to do something positive to help all of our children. See, a church don't help all black people, as we can see that. See, churches are very elitist. 